0: This is an RNZ podcast. Okay, and what is the purpose of this fake passport? So
1: mainly the age of this passport will be younger.
0: Okay, so why do you want a passport with a younger age?
1: Who doesn't want who is five years younger? That was part of a tense encounter on Border Patrol New Zealand, which screened on TVNZ one last Monday. Immigration officials there were grilling a Chinese woman at Auckland Airport who had a one-way ticket and a fake spare passport that was found in her luggage. Explaining why she's carrying a fake passport in her luggage may take longer.
0: Is this a real passport or fake?
1: TVNZ trailed that on Facebook earlier in the day with a light-hearted message. If only becoming five years younger was this easy. But it was no joke for that woman from China who was in serious trouble, potentially, according to Border Patrol NZ, even with our spy agencies. Kevin's painstaking work will be shared with the global Five Eyes intelligence network. I'm missing the orangey-red colour in the centre of this uh, yellow gyoche. And in the end, that woman was put on the next plane back to China by Immigration New Zealand. Now, plenty of people saw that on TBNZ1 on Monday. After 15 years on air, Border Patrol New Zealand now reaches about half a million viewers a week. And people overseas will see our immigration in action too, because Border Patrol airs on TV beyond our borders all around the world, and even on Netflix. It was a different result later, though, on Monday's episode of Border Patrol New Zealand. Customs have some concerns over a frequent flyer from Thailand. After searching this person in the red zone, the customs officer suspects she's here to work illegally in the sex industry, which is only legal for New Zealanders. The officer passes her on to Immigration Officer James for further questioning. Immigration Officer James had an awkward chat on the phone with the man who had invited this new arrival to New Zealand via a dating website. James exercises tact and caution. If you're a little bit nervous, um, I'm definitely not here to judge. i definitely not here to... Um words in anyone's mouth i just need to get to the bottom of the truth okay so um yeah, I understand, yeah. okay great but in the end it was all good according to james james is confident the investigation has been thorough and the woman poses no risk to new zealand
0: i'm happy to came here to see new zealand and see my special person yeah
1: I was happy for the passenger to come through on a visitor visa today and um, pursue her online relationship. Hopefully um, it turns into the real thing and I wish them the best of luck. However, Immigration New Zealand has not been wishing the best of luck to others hoping to hook up here with partners they haven't necessarily met before. Last month, it was revealed in the news that Immigration New Zealand had tightened up on partnership visas back in May. Indian community representatives complained this was unfair because it was now more difficult for people in arranged marriages to get residency. And there were even street protests in Auckland about this. And Jacinda Ardern was booed at a Diwali festival, after which New Zealand First MP Shane Jones made many, many headlines when he told RNZ this late last month. I would just say to the activists coming from the Indian community, tame down your rhetoric. You have no legitimate expectations in my view to bring your whole village to New Zealand and if you don't like it and you're threatening to go home, catch the next flight home. And that was pretty galling for Indian New Zealanders who have actually lived here all their lives and of course have no other home to fly back to. And when that response was criticised as, at best, unnecessarily inflammatory, or at worst, actually racist, Shane Jones described that as a Bollywood overreaction. And as a retail politician, he said he was entitled to hit back in such blunt terms. So in other words, selling himself via the media. And his sales pitch on immigration was still echoing in the media this past week. This week, indeed, the Listener Magazine's editorial accuses Shane Jones of insidious othering and damaging New Zealand as a destination for migrants. Last Monday, under the headline, Shane, you're wrong, National MP Dr. Palmjit Palmer told Stuff she'd recently celebrated 25 years of a happy marriage, which was an arranged one, but one which would have been stymied by Immigration New Zealand's recent policy. On Saturday, though, Kim Hill heard a different view of arranged marriages from Farida Sultana from the women's welfare group Shakti.
0: You're not in favour of it? No. Because?
1: Um, There's multiple disadvantages when we talk about arranged marriage. Um, Arranged and emotionally pressured, coerced and forced. Line is very, very thin. Between
0: forced and arranged? Yes.
1: And last week, the project show on 3 wanted viewers to know arranged marriages were not synonymous with forced ones, and they focused on another happy couple from India.
0: Meet Ragini and Gautam. I don't think we have arranged marriage because there's any evidence there's any better than other forms of marriages.
1: It's just what it is. But while the project hosts warmed to them, not Shane Jones and his party.
0: For mainly New Zealand First members to suggest that this is some sort of backdoor, um, cynical way in for Indian families is just so
1: far from the truth. It's narrow-minded, it's ill-informed and it's straight-up racist.
0: Yeah, and actually, you know, Shane Jones is the big man with the big mouth, isn't he? And if he really had any
1: guts or any pride, he'd front up to that family and say what he said to their face. And I bet you Shane Jones would not be capable of doing that because he's a gutless, gutless wonder. Now, would Patrick Gower have the guts to say that to Shane Jones' face? Well, maybe, but just like retail politics, retail journalism also involves people criticising others via the media to make points directly to the public. Now many of Kānawā Lloyd and Patrick Gower's fellow front people at MediaWorks have also been putting out their personal reckons to viewers and listeners lately on this topic, but some of them have been in Shane Jones' corner. On the AM show, for example, Ryan Bridge reckoned New Zealanders' politeness made us pushovers for what he called immigration fraud. Some say that we should respect their culture and open the border gates. I say no. We must respect ourselves and protect ourselves from immigration fraud at all costs. And besides, these are our rules, and they apply equally to everybody, no matter your race, no matter your colour, no matter your sexuality. We're entitled to have rules, aren't we? We're also allowed to have our own cultural practices that others should respect. And on the same show one week later, the regular host, Duncan Garner, agreed. He said... Um, Take the next plane home? What a naughty boy. Come on. What's wrong with that? I mean, we control our immigration policy, not them. But then came the predictable overreaction with Jones being called a racist. What garbage. Jones said nothing that most New Zealanders, most of us, haven't said ourselves. And Duncan Garner returned to immigration last Monday with Hannah Tamaki because her newly minted Vision NZ party had just claimed it would immediately stop what it called the phony Indian marriage scheme. During an interview that lasted ten long and largely fact-free minutes, she told Duncan Garner this.
0: I think that we should focus more on um, our people. I do understand New Zealanders. Uh-huh. I see that, you know, I know that we have an immigration um, gate doorway. I'd love to see that narrowed down a little wee bit. Um, and, to how much? Well, I actually don't know the figures, but say if it was uh, 2,000 a year, I'd love it to come down to maybe 200 a year. So New Zealanders get jobs, so New Zealanders get houses.
1: Now, in an almost identical interview six months ago on the same show, Duncan Garner had to tell Hannah Tamaki there were a lot more than 2,000 migrants to New Zealand each year these days. And last Monday, he also had to chuck in a few facts for her again.
0: What do you think the numbers are? Oh, well, I'd love to know what the numbers are. Let me
1: help you. Um, uh, it's come down a little bit, but not very much. It's about a net gain every year of about 70,000 immigrants, not 2,000. 70,000 every year we add to New Zealand.
0: OK. <laughs> well, then people may not like me, but I'd love it to be dropped right down to, say, 2,000.
1: Last Monday, Hannah Tamaki denied Duncan Garner's claim that she was becoming New Zealand's Pauline Hanson, but she made no bones about the the shut-the-gate policy, along with one banning new mosques, all being a ploy to attract New Zealand first voters at election time. More of that retail politics, in other words, this time as seen on TV3. And when asked about homosexuality on the AM show, Hannah Tamaki said this. So, so you wouldn't discriminate against gay people?
0: No, I love gay people. I've got a gay friend out there that we've been friends with for eight years. He's with me. He's he's our campaign manager. That's good. His name is Javan Gold. I know
1: he talked about yeah. Yeah. Now, after that, News Hub reported that Hannah Tamaki's campaign manager, Javan Gulter has a track record of anti-Muslim sentiment on Facebook. In one post, for example, he said that Vision NZ would put Kiwis first, rather than what he called people fleeing from their own countries that they have managed to destroy due to their own lack of values. And when Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern announced a reversal of Immigration New Zealand's policy on partnership visas this week... Māori TV's Te Ao Māori News said that in Javan Goulter's own words, Jacinda Ardern was giving migrants the power to define migrant policy, but there was no need for Māori television to turn Javan Goulter's words into news when they were clearly nonsense. On 9 to noon's politics slot last Monday, Matthew Houghton and Mike Williams agreed that the rift between the coalition partners, New Zealand First and Labour, had actually done no political harm to either. Yeah, so it's win-win. The Labour Party gets to be, um, you know, liberal and cosmopolitan and um, the New Zealand First Party gets to be anti-immigrant, anti-arranged marriage, which is code for anti-forced marriage in, in, in amongst their supporters, despite what I said earlier. So everyone wins from it. And national staying
0: fairly quiet. Yeah, you'd suspect, yeah. You'd suspect a jack-up really, wouldn't you, because it worked <laughs> out very well for them.
1: But that was certainly not the way that local Indian community media outlets like the Indian Weekender newspaper saw it. The Kiwi Indian community's disgruntlement over partnership-based visas, said the editor Sandeep Singh, has been largely misunderstood and misconstrued both by some politicians and the media. For all the headlines about this this past month, very little has been written or broadcast about how the policy actually works and why and how Immigration New Zealand's implementation of it changed six months ago, yet it only became a news story and a hot talkback topic six months later. This week, Newsroom Prose editor Bernard Hickey said the row is a sideshow... And a symptom. Just like the previous government, he said, this one has done little to slow arrivals of lower skilled temporary migrants or plan for the resulting population growth. And he added graphs to show that. The real political debate, he said, should be about why the gap between temporary and permanent residency approvals is so large. And anger in the migrant communities, he said, is really about that. Shane Jones is talking tough, he reckoned, to distract from his own party's inaction. And it certainly distracted the media. Even after. After the government announced a switch in policy last Wednesday, Shane Jones was back in the headlines on Thursday, proclaiming he wouldn't be cowed by his critics on immigration.